0: So somebody asked you, what do you do? I represent a brilliant biochemist who escaped. What do you mean he escaped? They had pulled him aside and put him at Duke University where he was being taught to hurt people to help them. He was working with two Nobel Prize winners that developed chemotherapy drugs. Monroe Wall with Taxol, Gertrude Ellion with Camptothecin. It was his job as a computer assisted drug designer to figure out how to make them hurt you less while they're helping you. They're still in use today. They still hurt you to help you. He escaped. How did he escape? Got married, had kids, needed money, bailed out of his PhD program, got picked up by Rexall as a product formulator. Within a year, he was their lead product formulator over the course of his career, has developed hundreds of products that have sold billions of dollars. He finally got frustrated with the other part of the trap. The first part was they had to hurt people to help them. The second part was there was always some huge bureaucracy, whether it was a university or some kind of a big company sitting over his head that skimmed off all of the income. Whatever intellectual property he created was their possession. Whatever products he made were their possession. So he has taken his picks of the litter and in May of 2022, like nine months ago, started his own company with one of his dear partners at the top of it and him. And he escaped. He escaped those limitations. And that's what you run into with Aveni. So I really like that. There's just a couple of answers. What do you do? I represent a brilliant biochemist who escaped. And he was literally, what were they teaching him to do? He was going to have to make a career out of losing people, wasn't he? Of hurting them. Didn't like it. Was spring-loaded to think differently. All right, so you have become. What do you do? I'm a primary care advocate. I started on myself. It worked so well that I'm telling other people. That's kind of cool. As I walked by the hospital this morning, there was the leaf blower guy coming down, and he was blowing leaves in front of me and walking right down the middle of the road. And as I went by, he stopped blowing for a second and and greeted me. Maybe he thought, oh, okay, the doctors and all that stuff, maybe they're cooler. And I'm walking by, and he was just being polite. And he, he looked at me and he said, oh, man, another day at the office. And I looked over at him and I said, look at the bright side. You're outside. You get a job where you get to be out here with me. You don't want to go in there. And he looked over at the building and smiled and went back to his leaf blowing. He said, you're right. Oh, yeah, right. You don't want to go in there. You don't want to go in there. What are we doing as a movement, as a company? We're helping people to not have to go in there unless it's just the right thing. You know, it's great when you go in and you do the thing they're good at, the bad thing is if you ask them to help you with something they're not good at and they feel like they're responsible to try something anyhow. So that was a leaf blower guy. Next one's an old story. This is a dog racing guy. Pulled up to the pumps at Flying J. And the guy right next to me across on the other side of the pumps had a, a just a huge trailer full of greyhounds. And I said, wow, what do you do? And he says, I actually race dogs. I thought maybe he was a coyote hunter. We get that a lot out here when they... They run them with the greyhounds. But he said, no, I'm a dog racer. And he politely looked over at me and he said, what are you doing? I said, I got into some obscure profession. I represent products that make dogs run faster. And he kind of laughed and he said, are you serious? And I said, yeah, humans too. And, and so you can be a little creative, things like that. The next ones, and these next two get awful serious. These two people, last night, if you were on Robin's call, you heard a woman who had deadly cells escape. And my point about these next two people is that we're getting to people not too late, but later than we'd like to. She was so happy to be helped. But what if we got there before that first cell ever went bad? And she began to be an Avini enthusiast and representative and didn't go there. Then she becomes one of Rick Deitch's favorite testimonies. Rick, what's your favorite testimony? the ones that didn't happen because we got there in time. That's what we're about. Ultimately, if we're working right, that's what we're about. I know you guys are getting courageous by the things that are coming in on the phones, and the sicker someone is, the more likely I'm gonna wind up talking to them, and but you guys are getting so courageous. It doesn't mean that we can't do it, but if we could get there earlier. In her case, you've probably heard me say, if you have something growing inside of a bone, and there's no place for it to grow it'll be like ice freezing in your radiator if it didn't have antifreeze in it it'll expand and it will break and it literally blew up broke the bones in her spine and they had just been repairing them with some sort of a composite and she was recovering from the misery and the misery would not go away because of that she had turned to Thane and said okay I'm using the products. I'm happy about that. That's all great, but I still hurt. I really, really, really hurt. And so we did a three-way call, as will often happen, and we just set a goal. Let's see if we can put our heads together and outsmart this thing, the three of us on the call right now. Thane Devon, Chip. Let's see if we can figure it out. Let's just set a goal to have it be better by tomorrow morning. And so we really turned in that particular, she was using all the products. That's great. Everything's going good, but that still hadn't solved that part of it. And so she's asking for more. What do I love? I love how can this be and tell me more. How can this be and tell me more? Those are the two best questions. And she was saying, is there a way that we can figure a way out of this? I think always, yes, we can put our heads together and outsmart it. So we took the Plus Relief. All she had was the oral spray, which happens to be the most concentrated anyway. And you can certainly spray it any place you want. And so she sprayed it on the bottoms of her feet, the navel, the place on the back where the cuts had been, went down the sides of her carotids, and of course that gets the bottom of her ears, her temples, her navel, and went, sat on the edge of bed, did all these things, and she put two sprays in her mouth. I said five, she remembered two. Called Thane during Robin's call last night and was giving him the report from yesterday morning. I'll be darned if it didn't work. So that's the story about that lady. But wouldn't it be more wonderful? she's still suffering from a spine that blew up because we didn't get to her soon enough. Next guy. I get a gazillion calls about people, males, of course. And what's the most common affliction where a cell goes bad in males? Typically, it's going to be the prostate, a gland that sits right under the bladder in males. It's actually almost part of the bladder, and the urethra goes through there, and if it begins to harden or get oversized, then it will pinch off the flow from the bladder to the exit. And so having that not happen is attributes of a younger male. When that starts to go bad, I hope we look back at the medical interventions for that in 2023 and we say what they used to do to guys that had prostate problems was inhumane. It was barbaric what they did to him. This particular guy had already been removed, but in a way he'd outsmarted it on his own. He was 60 years old. His girlfriend's 40 years old. He's still active and he figured out a way mechanically to operate the plumbing so that he could still be, but now it had come back. I'm going to ask you, what do you count as a win? If you are taking care of somebody and you're a medical practitioner, let's say you're working at some big clinic that has escaped cells, what do you count as a win? Well, the one we went to 11 years ago with Mars had a tree with leaves on it, and there were different colors of leaves. Someone who survived a year, quite a few of those. Two years, quite a few of those. Three years, five years, less and less. Ten years, hardly any leaves up there. And I thought, I wonder what they call a success. I wonder what they count as a win. I wonder what those people at three and five and ten years whose leave is up there, I wonder what they feel like after enduring the desperate care, which you wouldn't do if you weren't desperate. And at that time, Marcy was insisting on doing the natural side, the things that she learned from Rick. And now I see what she's like these years later, and I think, what would she have been like if she had accepted those treatments, if she had learned all those dirty words? camptothecin, cyclophosphamide, carboplatin, cisplatin, all those. What if she had learned those words? Probably wouldn't be like she is now. Anyway, this particular guy that now, they were about to start administering the hormone treatment to him. I said, hormone treatment, that doesn't sound too bad, Right. He said, no, I thought that's kind of gentle. I said, well, they called it what it actually is, chemical castration. Now what do you think about it? How about consider holding that in reserve if you do get desperate? But right now, you're still a fully functional male. It's trying to come back on you. Is it worth thinking differently, giving every possible disadvantage to the problem while giving every advantage to yourself seeking to help yourself while you help yourself instead of hurt yourself while you help yourself. You understand what they're going to do is step on the neck of the disease and your neck at the same time. They're going to take you right to the edge of disaster and then step off and go through a rebound period and see which one of you is able to bounce back the best. That's how it works. We're actually called a rebound period. Wouldn't it be great if we could actually build you at the same time we were hurting it? That's where that gigantic word selectivity comes into the Avini product line. And if you don't hear anything else to use in a conversation today, please listen to this word, selectivity. Avini is selective. We're able to excrete the poisonous metals while retaining, keeping the biologically active metals. We're able once those are active, to go into a cell that's harmful to you, that's stealing your food, and not to enter a cell that's making you, which is a healthy cell, able to take something like Aveni Nano, spherical silver, and remove the things that are alive within you that are pathogenic, including the pathogenic bacteria, while leaving all the good, healthy cells and the good, healthy bacteria in place selectivity, gigantic selectivity. And then we come with a Vini Plus Relief and we're able to truncate or modulate, moderate the messages of misery and agony coming down a nerve while allowing or even enhancing the normal functional operational messages to go through that synapse. That selectivity is what's missing. If you go to a remedy for agony and misery From the medical side, it is going to take away, first of all, danger of addiction, danger of overdose, danger of putting your bowels to sleep, danger of numbing all of your other responses. Do you see the upside-down world of Avini? Do you see the gigantic value? At each point along the way, why are we truly at the pinnacle, at the peak, at new ways of thinking? And it's that selectivity. If you wanted to boil it down, those activities that I just pointed out, the big idea, what if we could figure out a way to help someone while we help them instead of hurting them to help them? You have to have a doctor, a diagnosis, a prescription, and a pharmacist, probably a medical device if you're going into the world of hurting someone to help them because you have to monitor how bad you've hurt them so you don't take it too far and pull your feet off of their neck and they don't come back or they're hurt forever. Well, most of the ones that get a leaf on the tree are hurt forever. One of the things they offered as one of their new exotic treatments for Marcy was called HYPEC, HYPEC, H-Y-P-E-C, hyperthermic peritoneal effusion chemotherapy. Oh, that sounds great. We got a new specialist for that. We actually went back to listen to the guy because the concept was we don't have to go systemic with the chemo for that. I thought, that sounds some better. At least you're not going to do your brain. And the guy, when we went to talk to him, said, trust me, you don't want to do it. He said, you're showing all the signs of a healthy woman. You do not want to do something like this prophylactically. And By the way, it's a good test to find out if the guy who's recommending you do something for your health is also doing it for his health. There's a bottom-line test for you right there. I assure you, if you're in a Vini, you are doing what you're suggesting to other people to support your health, to do their health. Who would think that it would be this powerful? But hyperthermic peritoneal effusion chemotherapy is they lay you on a special table in the operating room, open your peritoneum up, yep, that's where your guts are, lay your guts out, fill you up with hot chemotherapy drugs because those cells don't like heat either, there's a little trick, and slosh you around on the table and then dump as much as they can out, suck as much as they can out. And so you back up to begin recovering. By the way, before you undergo this hyperthermic peritoneal effusion chemotherapy, you have to sign a paper that you will not commit suicide during the first 90 days because everybody wants it. And I thought you've got to admire the guy for being honest because he's a specialist in doing this. And he pretty much laid it right on the line. This is what's going to happen. This is what we do. And I thought, oh, my goodness. Do you see what Rick escaped from? Do you see why I say I represent a brilliant biochemist who escaped? He was pulled aside, and he was being taught to make a career out of losing, and he didn't like it. And he stopped to think differently.